Well, 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 what do we have here? A drink. Cheers. Have, uh, My Day Friday podcast. Carla Marie's got a drink in hand. She's got a cat on the couch. This could not be a more Carla Marie podcast at the moment. Because there's drinks or cats. Both. Now, I decided I'm going back to, as I approach my 34th birthday, you know who's coming out? Who? Hit that first, and then I'll tell you. Hey, this is Kaiser. Hello, guys. This is Nico and Vince right here. Hi, this is C. I'm Lily Allen. Hey, it's Charlie XCX. Hey, I'm Iggy Azalea, and you're listening to Carla Marie and Anthony. It's my day Friday. It's my day Friday. It's my day Friday. My day Friday. It's my day Friday, baby. Bitches. Bitch. Bitches. Roll up. Roll up. <laughs> Welcome to the My Day Friday podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie. And uh, apparently someone's making a return. Who's coming back, Carla Marie? As I approach my 34th birthday. Yes. I decided it was a great time to bring back 24-year-old Carla Marie. And what is what is different about 24-year-old Carla Marie than 20, no, what are you, 37-year-old? I will be 34 very okay. soon. I thought it'd be a great time to bring back the Carla Marie that drinks on weeknights. Is that what you did when you were 24? Yeah. I feel like you. It was. It was no. It was twenty. It was just like just getting. It's twenty four year old Carly. I'm gonna be drunk all the time, but okay. I'm still also going to practice uh, healthy eating and <laughs> working out because I need to like balance it somehow. If not, I'm just gonna be dead. I will say, you know, the one thing about getting older, um, and if you've been that. with us, cheers, Carly Marie. I'm not drinking, but enjoy. Mm. What? Why did you say you mm. have tea? Oh, yeah, I'm done with the tea, though, now. I'm all done. Um, so the one thing I have realized, and if you've aged at all, congratulations, you're not dead yet. Um, the whole, like, I used to be, I remember when I was, you know, 21 to, I don't know, 30-ish, mm -hmm. um, the amount that I drank didn't matter. Like, I could drink whatever I wanted. I was still in pretty yeah, decent shape. I was going to throw up either way. But uh, it sticks with you a little more. Well, like the hangover stick with you a little more. You like feel it. I know. You can see the, the changes as you drink. Here's the thing. Anthony will wake up after a night of drinking and be like, I feel fine. I'm like, Anthony, it's 2 p.m. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but that's that's the, really the key to getting over a hangover is sleeping through it. Just sleep as long as you can. Drink a lot of water when you're awake and you're good to go. What sucks for me is that my hangover food has always been French fries. And also white rice. Just straight up white mm -hmm. rice and soy sauce. Oof, so good. good. So good. good. So good. But... I found out that I'm allergic to French fries. Although, I here's where it's confusing because, like, oh, it's confusing when I I order French fries no, 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 and you no, eat that's, them. That's just be quiet. That's different. Where I'm like, now I'm like, well, I shouldn't eat French fries because that's not going to help my stomach. But maybe it's like my joints that I have the issue with French fries. It could be because it always soaked it up, and I never got more sick from eating French fries. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if French fries ever for anybody are good for your stomach. Like, in terms of the shape of your stomach, I'm talking about. It soaks up the alcohol. I'm sure it does. Like, I, I remember being at, new in New Brunswick, being hung over AF and ordering French fries from, like, wherever, like, Grubhub. What was your, so, for people who aren't aware, uh, the best thing about Rutgers University yeah. is the grease trucks. Ugh, so good. And but there's... There's a couple of grease trucks. I know there's a couple of grease truck like storefronts as well. Yeah, like a lot of the because like they're not like trademarked, I guess, or mm -hmm. weren't. So a lot of the um, local restaurants also make fat sandwiches. Yes. Do they still call them that? Is yeah, that I think so. Sense? Well, even even um, outside of the Mammoth area, like where, where where Mammoth University is, there was a place there. 
Maybe it was called University Gorillas. I don't know, something like that. And they had a bunch of fat sandwiches. They were replicas of what was there at Rutgers. Now, I will give Rutgers credit. I think they were the first in New Jersey to do those sort of things, those little food trucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where is that intersection that has the parking lot? Uh, It's not there anymore. Oh, really? They put a giant dorm. So where are all those food trucks? Is there a central location? I think they roam around. Okay, last time I was there, they roamed around. Okay. And I went back, and they were actually in the parking lot of my old dorm, and I was like, oh my God, thank God this wasn't a thing. Do they roll as a pack? Like all the food trucks? Here's what doesn't make sense. If you're going to have six food trucks or four food trucks that all have the same thing, it doesn't make sense to all be in the same place. Wow, like, Wikipedia. Grease trucks. Grease trucks were a group of food trucks located on the College Ave campus of Rutgers University mm-hmm. in New Brunswick. So they were on College Ave. They were on George Street and... College Ave. College Ave. Uh, Grease trucks were removed from their longtime location in August 2013 with plans to be relocated throughout New Brunswick and Piscataway campuses. Okay, so that makes more sense, though. Because if you've never been there... Now, let me explain. I know we've talked about it for a little bit. Ugh, I'm hungry. They had... The best worst sandwiches in the world. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, like, they would have a sandwich that had uh, hamburger patties, mozzarella sticks, french fries, gravy, and, oh, okay. and you know, some weird sauce or ketchup or whatever. And then all of the sandwiches were similar to that, right? They all had, like, yeah. a french fry The fat bitch was my favorite. That's what I think everyone got. That was, like, french fries, mozzarella sticks, fat, chicken cutlet. Fat beach when you're trying to, like, be politically correct do you know what's on it yeah uh french fries chicken fingers mozzarella sticks yeah that was really good and a marinara sauce right yeah uh they apparently are on college f campus in lot eight okay so that's just like one of the parking lots and that that is one thing if you happen to be driving through that area of new jersey and you've never been i would actually suggest stopping at the Rutgers campus grabbing yourself a a fat sandwich so there were a couple times where we would like my friends and i in high school and college would drive down there Meet up with friends who are going there, grab a fat sandwich, and then go back. So, are you hungry? Are you? Like, mm-hmm. Rutgers University is the name of the food truck, right? I actually, I dated a girl whose family, I believe, owned Are You Grill, which was like a storefront. Yeah. Shut up. Or her, her friends owned it, something like that. No way. I love Are You Grill. Yeah, and then that place, the people who own Are You Grill, I believe, also own something down oh, by West Virginia. I take that back. Are You Hungry is a storefront. Are we getting... Too, uh, too into this right now? No, because people need to visit. I'm so confused. So what are you looking I, at? I don't remember anything. But there's an Are You Hungry in New Brunswick and in Newark. Oh, there's one in Newark too? So I will say this. The next time Anthony and I are spend a decent amount of time in New Jersey, we are going to go to New Brunswick and go to Rutgers together. That I works. will go to Seton Hall and see all your things at some point too. We, we had campus subs, which thankfully for no. me was right around the corner from my, my uh, house. Yeah. Like literally, you turned, you made a left out of my driveway we were on the corner and you looked across the street and there was uh, a Chinese place, a pizza place and campus subs. Mm. And I used to get the chicken cheesesteak. Like that was my sandwich all the time. And I would never, I don't know why that was my sandwich there. I think I ordered it once. I liked it and I ate it. No joke. Like four times a week. Oh my God. When I was living in South Orange. This is what I think we need to do. I will reach out to someone at Rutgers to make like, to make a really in-depth tour and ask if, like, I can bring you into the dining halls. Oh, I don't want to do that. I no, just want to I'm get a taking, fast sandwich. No, I'm taking you to campus, and I'm showing... Like, this is a part of my life you don't know about. Like, I've taken you to my family. I've taken you to my hometown. Yeah. We we went through our first years at, like, work together. Yeah. I've You've never experienced my college life. But I've been to Rutgers. But not I've with st- me and not, I, not with the house I went to, the dorm. Okay. Like, come on, dude. Okay, I guess we I never, can do that. You've never been to a game with me? You don't go to games. 
Well, like, I don't. But we're gonna go. <laughs> You've never been to a game with you. No, a football game. Oh, okay. Because, and this is an ongoing but, thing. wait, Anthony, you're going to take me to Seton Hall? Hall. But I never lived on campus, so that's, like, not part of my life. But, but I want to see where you failed your classes. All over. <laughs> that's you a fail? Very, uh, I don't know. I don't think I ever failed a class at Seton Hall. Definitely got a D in my first chemistry class, I think. I didn't do well my freshman year at University of Rhode Island, so oh, I, I left and cleared the slate. I didn't do well at all my first year. best part about transferring is the credits will come over, but not your GPA. So if you had a shitty one, you're good. The best part about switching majors for me at Seton Hall was mm. um, I stopped taking bio classes and started taking communications classes, mm. which let me tell you, the degree of difficulty went down considerably. So like yeah. my bio classes, I mean, there was a semester where I took cell bio, organic chemistry two, and calc. Mm -hmm. All in the same semester. That was my last semester in bio. So it was just so grueling. Well, also. And then I went to communications and it was like intro to TV. Watch this TV show. So I'm going to talk about uh, journalism and comment in a second. This is going to be the college episode. Um, but when you transfer within four year universities, um, your grades don't transfer, but your credits do. But if you get a C, your credits do not transfer. Oh, so as long as you, it's almost like a pass-fail type of thing. Yeah. Kind of. But A, you have to get an A or B. So I got a C in economics. That didn't transfer. Possibly also philosophy. Based on last week's episode, you should know. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of cleanup, th things we got to clean up from last week's episode. Uh, number one, turns out George Michael has been dead for six years. Damn. Spoiler alert. If I'm you, sad. like us, thought he was still alive. Or just didn't pay attention to the day that he died. So which apparently was on Christmas, so maybe that's why I didn't really like pay attention or around Christmas. So not the day the music died. Um so that was false. That was our uh inaccuracy. And, and then, then you were talking about Sigmund Freud. Yeah. And mentioned but we were talking about philosophy and he was more psychology. Yeah. That was another um correction we had to make. And I There's didn't another. know that there was a Little Mermaid two. Two. <laughs> No idea. I should have known. I, I did know that. Was that a straight to VHS? I think so. Yeah, it wasn't in. It wasn't in the theater. It had to be. Because that's what, that's what like Disney's model was for a while. It was like get people hooked on the, the big movie. It's, it's, yeah. And then just straight to VHS so that when you went to Costco, you had to buy a VHS or Price Club in New Jersey at the time. You had to buy that's one of those. That's what it was those. called? Yeah, it, was, it used to be two different companies. There was Costco and there was Price Club and then Costco purchased Price Club. I believe Costco, we know, um, and if you don't, Kirkland. it is based out of Kirkland, Washington, which is why they have all the Kirkland brand. 30 minutes from us. Things. Uh, and Price Club, from what I remember reading when I went down to Wikipedia hole a while ago, I believe was a California, possibly Long Beach-based company. Hmm. And they basically did the same thing. It was like a club that you bought a membership to, and then you got to buy things in bulk, and Costco won. I just thought of something. I don't want to forget it, so I'm going to say it here. It's nothing okay. to do with Price Club and Costco. If you listen to this podcast and you do not watch our show on Twitch or YouTube, mm -hmm. please reach out to us because I'm just, I want to know why. And even if it's, I just don't feel like watching, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just like, focus group, need a survey. Just reach out in any capacity, whether it's Twitter. So this is specifically for people who listen to this podcast. And don't watch anything else that we do. Nothing, just this podcast. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I'm just curious. I want to pick your brain. And you can email us. It's hello at CarlaMarineAnthony.com. You can DM us. Maybe don't tweet it like, hey, I don't watch a show. But <laughs> <laughs> We don't need that out there publicly. No, but you just email us. Hello at, at uh, sorry, hello at CarlaMarineAnthony.com. But maybe they just don't do other things on the internet, like email. Okay, listen, if you don't email, 
We're not going to get you to watch a YouTube video. Your digital opinion is kind of invalid. <laughs> like, I'm glad that you listen. I'm not saying to not listen. I'm just saying, if you don't email, and if I'll- you somehow have made it to this point in life where in this weird vortex of digital space, you know how to listen to a podcast and you actively listen to a podcast, but you don't email, that's real weird. Right? Do you're like, so speaking of email, like my mom gets emails from companies Mm -hmm. based on if she orders something, she gets random forwards, but she doesn't like email people. Meaning like back in the day she used to, but she doesn't email friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's almost like a lost art because once you're out of work, why are you emailing people? You have Facebook, you have text, you have that. That's gone. We just use email now for work orders and newsletters. Yeah, the only time I'll email with friends if there's like a big group thing right. that like we're planning on going to Stagecoach. Mm-hmm. So there's a spreadsheet and there's all these links and stuff. That makes it easier for email. Bachelor parties always through email. Um that's about it. I don't I mean, yeah, I, I think I use it for work obviously currently for like thing, projects that we're doing, partnerships yeah. that we're doing. That's But all I'm not email. just like pen palling people. No, I'm not like Hey, Brad, I hope you're, you and your family are good. And mainly because I we did don't... that to my old voice coach and I got to bounce back. <laughs> so, have they retired? I still see her on Instagram, so I can DM her there. But Joan what, the Voice, man, she's amazing. What do you Best think your this. voice coach would say today if she heard you? Why do you have a lisp? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got braces. But I would love to take a lesson with her now because I took lessons with her, by the way, Lauren, uh, Lauren Ray from. She used to work with us at Elvis mm-hmm. the Morning Show, Lauren, uh, the TJ show, and now she's back as the voice of Elvis' show. Um, that was her voice coach, and she recommended me. That's oh, how cool. I got in. You can't really just get into Joan the Voice. And Lauren's like the pro of pros I in know. the voice world. I did not belong there. I was like too embarrassed to read in front of her. So keep in mind, this is right when I started doing endorsements at Elvis' show. Okay. And I don't know if I've ever told this story in the podcast. Someone emailed the show or called the show and was like, hey, I'm a casting director for a serial brand and we're looking for someone to voice and I heard your voice and I think you'd be amazing. Can you go into this audition and read? Cool. And I was like, what the f-? And Lauren was like, what? Like, that doesn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in this industry. Like, this is crazy. And I didn't know how to read a script like that. Now, I could do it. Yeah. And I just went, so I just, not only like, yeah, they liked my voice, but they liked my voice when I was comfortable. So, like, I went in, I think it was Honey Bunches of Oats. <laughs> and I did the read, and I was like, uh. So, then Elvis's agent. So, you, you did not get that? No. Okay. Um, then Elvis's, uh, like, business partner, uh, David Katz, who we love and know. And I feel like we even had him on Monday, Friday at some point. He may mm-hmm. have popped in. He was like, okay, I'm going to help you. I'll send you on some other auditions, too, whatever. So, and then he, or he connects me with some like voice company and they like. Either way, like, he got you to this person. Yeah. I, I just, I sucked because I wasn't confident. I was yeah. scared. Well, that was like, I mean, you were actually there with me. There was a time where I guess AOL was launching like a daily but show. They, but they didn't. I think they did for a little bit. It was like some daily web show they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And a college friend of mine was part of that project. And she said, hey, what, I think you'd actually be really good for this. Yeah. Why don't you come in and audition? And. I don't think I understood what media preparation was. Yeah, that's the thing. At that point. And I was like, oh, this will be easy. I'll just go in there. I'll read some things that they tell me to read or say some things they tell me to say. And if they like me, that's great. 
I wasn't ready for the teleprompter and the lights yeah. and the script. And they did, I will say, they did send me the scripts. I probably didn't read them as much as I should have. You should not. You, you, Anthony, I know you You did not. <laughs> now I would Now I would actually take time and get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I would. And I would be, I would set myself up to do something similar. Mm-hmm. I'd find like a, I don't know, teleprompter app to practice with. And I just remember I got so flustered that yeah. every single take, it only got worse. It was so... I mean, someone's got that video Sometimes somewhere. You have an off day. It was look at Sean White. So bad. Yeah, and I needed that, right? Like at some point, you go, "Oh, I failed that thing," and after that, I didn't care about failing. Yes. So after that, I just—it's not that I necessarily got better at reading things. I'm sure I did a little bit, mm-hmm. but now if something goes wrong, yeah. I don't get flustered no. nearly as nearly as much. It's. It's interesting because now I'm like, I kind of want to try to get back into that world. I, but like I see people like Lauren who sound amazing, are incredible, and it's still a freaking hustle. Like mm-hmm. things just don't come to you. And I'm going to wait obviously until my braces are off before I do that. But I remember, like you said, like you didn't really know about media preparation. Yeah. When I went on that first audition, they give you the script when you get there on most of them. And because you can read. It's not like you need to memorize it. You're reading it. Yeah. It's just audio. It's voice. But, like, I didn't know I can, like, go in the hallway and practice or, like, whatever. I just was like, oh, they just want to know if I can do it. Like, no. Like, you can do, and you do three takes, and then you're done. Yeah. The audition world is weird, too. Because yeah. you can, you can nail it, you can be- and you can do everything that they told you to do. And then someone comes in, has a little bit of a different take, maybe something that they didn't even they script didn't or write. Right. And they like that more because it's a little more creative, or they didn't think of it. I want to see. The audition world is real, real weird. I want to see if I can find a commercial script example. But here's what's crazy about the voice world. Like, if you land, like, uh, like shampoo, for example. Yeah. You can land a shampoo ad, and they'll use you for a year, and you'll make so much money off well, of I mean, one commercial. You can make. I mean, it's a grind for a now, lot of and people. And it doesn't happen to everyone. What are you looking up? Trying to find like a brand that we know, like in their and script, do what? in their script, and see if I can read it. Their script, for but what? like so, what in my voiceover lessons? Oh, what you have them? No, sorry, I'm looking up for just a script for a commercial. Okay. In my voiceover lesson, she would have me go into the booth and read. Like she wouldn't be in there with me; she'd be outside listening. And one of the things was I had to read like um, a romance commercial, and I had to be sexy. Uh-huh. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm like, I was like embarrassed, like I couldn't do it. But now really? I would have like, so I'd be like, ooh, so scandalous. Like I could do it like as a joke, but it would sound sexy. Um, you did mention Sean White though a second oh, ago, failing man. when we were talking about failure. Now, um, he didn't fail. spoiler alert, I guess we are going to talk about some Olympic stuff, but if you haven't caught up at this point, like, you it's, probably- It's news, it's sports, we don't care. Yeah. Um, Sean White competed in his last Olympics this year, his fifth Winter Olympics. Crazy. Which is nuts. How many did Phelps do? I don't know. It's a good question. So, fifth Winter Olympics, he won in Torino. He won in Vancouver. He won in uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Michael Phelps also competed in five Olympics, okay. but he has 28 medals, three, 23 of them. And that's, that's the thing. Like, there's so many swimming events that Michael Phelps can be in. There's Listen. only so many snowboarding events. And Sean White, to his credit... Did do slope style originally when it was introduced. Um, and as he got older, I mean, those tricks. 
He's still doing crazy tricks. Yeah, but slope style is insane. And here's the thing about Michael Phelps. I'm not shitting on what he does, but he's literally swimming in a pool. People like Sean White are flipping in the air yeah. and banging their body on ice constantly. Like, again, what I, I literally, I'm lucky I can jump in a pool with holding my nose. Mm-hmm. But like when you can, you compare them and you actually can't, but when you try to compare what they do with the the beating it takes on a body, like what Michael Phelps does is what they tell old people to do for their recovery. And Michael Phelps trains harder than most people. He's it's a lot genetically gifted to do what he does. Like he practices and that is a, like what he's done is mm-hmm. unbelievable. But the degree of danger for someone like Michael, I mean, I guess you can drown, but probably not if you're a professional swimmer. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like the Segway guy. It's an unbelievably ironic way to go. Like the Segway guy. He died on a Segway? Right off a cliff. So the cliff killed him, though, not the Segway. <laughs> he was on a Segway. How did he fall off a cliff? You don't, we've, oh, a thousand percent. I don't remember this at all. Um, but Sean White competed in his fifth Olympics, um, only the second time ever that he did not reach the podium. Actually, only the, the second time ever that he went to an Olympic halfpipe event and didn't get the gold. So oh, he's wow. got three golds, and, and he has two Fourth place finishes. All right, so like that's like having four silvers. But I'll tell you what, Carla Marie and I were watching it on. Oh, we were. I was tears. Whatever NBC had live in their primetime slot, and it really was. I felt like I was watching the end of an era. It's very much watching Derek Jeter retire. Now watching Tom yes, Brady retire. Very it similar. Was kind of the same, and a very similar run in length. And. Less like uh, the hatred of Tom Brady because like Sean White doesn't like beat your team unless you're another country like yeah. whatever but you still respect him. Mm-hmm. Um, here, the Sean White, there's something about him. He's so personable, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. I think I always thought he was a douche, but I think I used to get him and Carrot Top confused. <laughs> That's an easy thing to confuse. The thing that Sean White is credited for is not only pushing the sport of snow- mm-hmm. snowboarding forward. Sean White was really the first one to put all of his effort into contests and into making serious money because contests for a long time were just a thing that happened that most snowboarders didn't really care about. It was just something they did. Mm -hmm. And Sean White was the one, and the timing worked out great because they entered it into the Olympics. Which is crazy that that there's a time where that wasn't considered a sport for the Olympics. And, um... Yeah, like so the rise of Sean White, the rise of snowboarding, all kind of followed the same curve. And if you watch, if you have an HBO Max subscription, or if you can steal it from a friend or a family member, there's a special documentary, or a documentary special, called Dear Rider. And it's the story of Jake Burton, who oh, founded Burton Snowboards, and how he kind of pushed the industry forward. And there's there's a significant part with Sean White, and how the, the teaming up of Sean White and Burton like completely pushed snowboarding over the top. That's cool. And that's I what love it. Listen, the guys that are doing tricks in the half pipe now are way better than Sean White was at his best. Well, they were saying one of the guys competing with Sean White wasn't even one years old mm-hmm. when Sean White won his first gold. And even Chloe Kim, I mean the run that Chloe Kim did to win her gold medal in women's snowboarding, back when Sean White won his first gold medal. She would have... If you put those runs side by side, I mean, Sean White went bigger. Chloe Kim probably was more her. technical. I love her. I have such a crush And that's how much the sport has progressed since Sean White got into it, which is just a testament to how long he's been in it. Yeah. And 
there's going like you're going to look at runs that he's done especially early in his career in in five years and go oh my god that's what someone won gold with at the time but then you have to remember no one else was doing it you can do that for any sport though like at literally any sport but like you look at figure skating what's his name nathan chen was the first person to like do uh, like sorry quads i don't know listen he was one of my favorite people to watch in the olympics so far yeah he's so cute and he's so like there, it's so fun. Like that's my favorite thing when it's fun to watch. Like the, this to me, like these weeks of the Olympics are like my favorite times in sports. They're good because there's so many reasons, right? It doesn't happen all the time. You, these, a lot of people are young and like they're cute to watch in that aspect, but they also work so hard for something that happens every four years. Well, it's also you don't have to follow the sport to Enjoy. want your country to win and yeah, understand it. Yeah. And the, the announcers do a very good job of explaining everything. The other thing I think that people don't give enough credit to with Sean White's rise is really snowboarding was the first non-stuffy sport yeah. in winter yeah, Olympics. Yeah, winter Olympics are very like... They're say, stuffy. They're, well, they're elitist sports. All of them. I would say, I was going to bring this up, like even snowboarding, it's not cheap to get no. into, but it's actually probably the cheapest. But it's, it's the punk rock of the winter world. Yeah, it is. And that's what really catapulted Sean White is you had this guy with flaming red hair <laughs> Doing these crazy flips. It's like American punk. The the uniforms are baggy yeah. and like kind of streetwear inspired. Mm-hmm. So he was really the first like cool winter sports athlete. Yeah. And I'm sure someone can pull up someone who had a bigger uh, fan base overseas or whatever. But when you watch, even yeah, Nathan Yeah, ski Chen, shooting. Ski, is that what it's called? Ski shooting? When they're like, shoop, shoop, shoop. Uh, that's, uh, God, what is it? Is that the biathlon where they ski and shoot? Like that's like that you're not like you're cool. And no offense, even Nathan Chen. Like I think figure skating and those things were able to be a little more loose because, because of snowboarding. Because you got to have fun. You got to like you. You knew that the uh, the athlete was listening to probably some like metal band or or punk headphones. band in their yeah. headphones, and it made it it made winter sports cool. Not this stuffy elitist rich person I thing. Agree. Like you watch alpine skiing. It's like, that's not, I mean, it's crazy. And I'm not trying to discredit anything those those men or women do because, or actually kids at this point yeah. do um, because it is unbelievably dangerous and skillful, but it's not fun. Like it's not, it doesn't have that vibe. No, I agree. There are very few things that have that, like have a vibe to it. And yeah. I mean, again, it's a, a lot of it is elitist. Like not everywhere you go, do you have a luge course? I was just going to say, where do I even try to luge? You know what? And, and I think we would be so good at the one there. Have you seen double luge? There's two people. They lay on each other. That sounds. But to peen. No, but to peen on top. So, they're, on... so wait, they're both, are they both laying face like a, down? A sandwich. No, up. They're both laying face up. Why? I, they're, they're Who made that sport? Bottom missionary. Who made that sport? They're, hold on. I didn't know it was a thing. It was like all over the internet that was like, wait. Did they just know? ride down together like they're little kids in a sled? Wait, I might be getting the sport confused. Oh, yeah, double. Wait, double. How do you spell it? Luge, L-U-G-E. Look at this. I'm showing Anthony, but just Google it. Double luge. Doubles, L-U-G-E. Like, can we go to a ski resort and try this? Like, this is what I'm saying. This looks Where like you the- tried this for the first time? This legitimately looks like the dumbest sport I've ever seen. Are you eight years old and you're like, your name's like little Tammy and you're like, hey, Katie, do you want to go try double luge? Like, how does this happen? Maybe this is the only non-elite sport because really (laughs) it's just people who are too poor to get extra sleds. They're like, no, no, we only need 
two sleds for the four of you. You're just going to ride on top yeah, of one yeah. another, and you'll be fine. Hey, how's the Jamaican bobsled team do? I don't know. Did I don't know. Go? I have no idea. I've only been seeing, I think this has been snowboarding and skiing and uh, skating. Like, I haven't really seen it much. Oh, I saw curling. Curling? I watched the Olympics around the clock. I don't, like, I have always done this. This is, like, my thing. I love it. Well, before we, we wrap up for the day, and let you enjoy your week or whatever else you were getting into. Since we are on the topic of unbelievably gifted athletes, I do think we should talk about me for a second. Oh, boy. And three days ago, probably wouldn't have had this thought. But recently, I've gone to the gym in some off hours. I've seen some people I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, I've been getting some compliments, kind of left and right in the gym. People that have seen me going there for four years now going, hey, you're looking uh, looking pretty big there. Do they touch you? They do. I, I usually get like a shoulder. Me. I usually get like a shoulder tap or like a, a little bicep flick. Ow, don't flick me like that. I don't like and that. then today, the best of all things happened. There was a kid who's probably like upperclassman in high school, maybe younger in college, around that age, 18 to 20 something. And he's half your he was age. waiting for he's me. Half your age. Yeah. He was waiting for me to finish up on a piece of equipment. I was on the the cable, the pulley Mm -hmm. cables, and I was doing some chest exercises on the cables. And as I finished up, I signified to him. I said, hey, uh, I'm I'm done here. Do you want me to leave these handles on? Do you want me to replace them? He said, no, no, you could leave those on. And then right as I was, you know, putting my stuff in my bag and walking away, he says, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, sure, man. You think he was like, hey, are you Anthony? No. He said, uh, so I was watching you work out. Like, which one of those exercises should I do for, like, my lower chest or my lower pecs? And I, I told him which one I think works a little bit better. Uh, but it was just one of those moments. Where I was like, wow, he yeah. thinks he, that guy, that kid. Was he looking at But I was the big guy at the gym. Was he looking at your lower pecs? I mean, they were covered with my shirt. Mm. You had a tank top on. Was he peeking around, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. There was some side boob showing. So he it was definitely. my Under Armour shirt from the Rocks line that he has on Under like, Armour. I want to sit down with that kid so bad. Which sometimes him. my nipples peek out from that shirt, like on the side. Oh, I don't like it. No, you're like that guy at the gym that just wears like he just wears it down the middle of his clothes. No, no, no. I, I make sure that I cover my nips at all times. If I am ever at the LA Fitness in Ballard and I see your nipple out, I am yeah. going to scream nipple as far. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay, I want to sit down. Assault. I want to sit down with that dude, and I want to ask him a lot of questions. The guy who asked yeah. me about my workout like, tips? Kid, why him? What was going through your head as you were watching him? Do you know what you just did to me because you asked him? But then questions. sometimes, so, I like I said, recently this week, I have had a couple people compliment me in the gym uh, about, you know, I guess you would call it my physique or whatever, which is crazy because I actually think that I'm smaller now than I was in the summer when I was really lifting well, heavy. Well, it may not be big. It may just be you're looking good. And I don't know if anyone else thinks like this. Maybe I'm just like a worst case scenario uh, thinker. But part of me is like, am I in some weird Truman show that like I'm the Make-A-Wish kid and people are supposed to like tell me that I'm stronger than people. I really am? Like a memo went out to everyone in LA Fitness. I didn't get it, but they're like, "Hey guys, Anthony only has three more months to live. Just compliment him as often as you can." These compliments only started happening ever since I started going to the gym with you. That's not true. Mm. Oh, also, and I will say this to anyone who does watch us on Twitch: be there on Twitch on Monday because there's a story I haven't even told Carla Marie yet. Yeah, he. Anthony came back from the gym and said the craziest thing happened, but I can't tell you. And my blood was absolutely boiling. Like, I thought I, there was a, a good chance 
that someone was going to throw down in the LA Fitness in Ballard. And I'll explain the whole story on Monday. That's all I'm going to leave you with right now because it is such a ridiculous moment. Okay. There were some highs. There were some lows. There was everything in between. And it all went down today at LA Fitness in Ballard. Okay. And I will explain all of it Monday morning on Twitch. I will be there. You have no choice. <laughs> uh, but this weekend, my mom and my aunt, they're flying up. They're from L.A. My mom's making a little pit stop for a day and a half here in Seattle. So that'll be cool. This is going to my obviously my favorite part is just seeing my mom. Mm-hmm. Right. She doesn't have to do anything while she's here, but she's going to teach me how to make some Middle Eastern dishes. I'm also excited. So the two things I'm going to learn, uh, one is super simple. It's lebne, which is like a yogurt dish with some okay. like uh herbs and spices in it. It's easy. The other is hummus, which both are very easy things to I'm make. I'm excited. And the third thing, and I we this is what we call it at home. I don't know if it's the Palestinian name or the Lebanese name because we get those mixed mm-hmm. up in my household. Um, but it's called meftul. And meftul is, it's made with uh, chickpeas, chicken, onions, chicken broth, and those little tiny, tiny, tiny noodles, mm-hmm. which I know as Asini Pepe. Carla Marie didn't think I was like, that was a pastina. thing. <laughs> No, no, because pastina is like a star, right? But it's the same thing, just a circle is what you're telling it's me? It's really, really small. So like, it's pastina. Okay. So maybe it's it's, it's very just, similar. So it's a cine pepe. It sounds like a person. G- could you Google it? How do I spell it? I want to say it's like Ronzoni number 44. Because <laughs> you know how they have everything numbered? Did you know that? Yeah, I know. That the, the big like pasta companies have numbers for their, their products. Oh, a cine de pepe. Is that a... Are you looking at the noodles? I'm on the Wikipedia forum. It's a form of pasta. The yeah. name is Italian for seeds of pepper. Asine mm. is the plural of asino, whose root is the Latin word asinus. So it looks like anus. In both <laughs> Latin and Italian, the word means grape or grape stones, with the stones of a grape being the seeds of the grape. Asine de pepe, when translates into seeds of pepper. Uh, okay, let me keep. Okay, they are also sometimes referred to as pastina. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're it's, both right. it's the same. Italian but you for- told me pastina was a star. It is. I'm I, very confused. I know. Italians but, make no okay, sense. They were, listen to this, pastina, Italian for tiny dough. However, some pasta makers distinguish pastina as smaller than a cine de pepe. Okay. The individual pieces usually, usually resemble tiny cylinders, so that's for your thing, about one millimeter or less in each dimension. Yeah, they're like little balls, basically. They're little. Number little, 78 on this chart. You know when you get something. Um, oh, it's an Italian wedding soup. Oh, or cu- kind of looks like couscous. Yes, that's the other thing people call it is couscous. Okay, but it's not because couscous is not the same. Oh, it's not. Like texture, I don't think. Okay. Either um, way, so I'm going to learn how to make that this weekend. All right, so I guess I'm going to learn too. And I think what I'm going to try to do is just learn a little bit um, with my mom every – so when she visits, because now she's going to be going out to Los Angeles like every other month or so. Mm-hmm. She gonna and she basically and said every time she does that, she'll stop in Seattle cool. for a day on her way back. So every time I'll learn a new dish, I'll write down like some notes. Not that close, right? Huh? <laughs> it's like actually, it's a two hour flight. It's really not bad. I feel like it's longer. No. It's like going to Florida. It's two to two and a half. It's really not bad. Um, Wait, you're talking about from Los Angeles to here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, the same as like going to New Jersey to Florida. It's a little bit closer. Okay. So we're going to be learning these things, but I think that's only fair that you come on my day Friday each week and, sh- or maybe on Twitch and share a word or phrase with us for us all to learn. What do you mean? Because you you said words that none of us know how to repeat. They're just names. What of is dishes. the one with the food? Luchia. What? I'm sorry. That's no, different, you just no, said? different. Different. Uh, there's the three dishes I like the most. Are all start with M. Okay. Uh, this one is meftul. Meftul. So I would spell it M A F T 
O U L or T O O L? Maftool. Maftool, yeah. But you say it different than I do. Not really. Say it. Maftool. Maftool. Well, you have like, oh, I'm back here. <laughs> yeah, that, that I can't can't teach that. I, no, you learned. You were born with that. No, but I learned through like osmosis, right? I just heard people <laughs> saying it and I absorbed it. Yeah, we're going to learn. We're going to do this on the It's show. actually how I like all the, when I was a, an altar boy and a deacon yeah. in the Syrian Orthodox Church, we had to learn a bunch of prayers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, st- I can sing a lot of the prayers like when I'm in the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of them mean. I just know <laughs> the sounds in the orders that, in the that's, order that you're supposed fair. to say it. I mean, that's really what language is. Yeah, but. but you don't know what they I mean. I only know the yeah, sounds. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Okay, and so it's funny you bring that up about with your mom. I, my friend Tatum had a baby, mm-hmm. and I said I will bring you guys food because that's like what you know, like what I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone has a baby, they can't cook. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing that they can even do. if they can, they shouldn't have to. No, so I was like, I will bring you chicken parm because like, that's like the easiest, like big. I can make a lot of that at once, right? And then it's easily reheatable. I was on Facetime with my mom, and I'm like, Mom, help me. Like, what am I doing here? What? And it was just, like, a lot of, like, back and forth on FaceTime with her. I pretended I was putting uh, slices of cheddar cheese on it, and she lost her goddamn <laughs> mind. And I was like, just kidding. And then she was, I had, like, packaged sliced mozzarella, and she was like, what is that? And I was like, this is all I got. I couldn't find. What, are you usually shredded? No, you would go and get, like, a ball or of mozzarella yourself. and cut it. Okay. Not, no, slice it. Oh, see, my mom like was, and granted, was. my mom is not Italian, so whatever. Um, when she makes chicken parm, I think she gets the shredded mozzarella and, like, Mozzarella and puts it on top. No, I should have gotten like wet mutts. Oh, like like mutts, but like so. deli mutts. So. I gotta, I gotta look up uh, on the internet. Like Fiori's in uh, Hoboken. Yeah. Oh, best mutts in the world. We got a lot. That's of- the only time I'll call it mutts is specifically at Fiori's in Hoboken. And if you're not aware, Italians have like different words. What do you mean they, not aware? All Italians- right, each week, each week you're gonna give us a maftool, and I'm gonna give you mozzarella. Okay. Our names are gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be our like our our improv. We're gonna do improv at Jet City. Mutsu Muftul? No, Muftul Mutsadal. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Um, maybe I'll actually post some of the things from learning that I'm learning with my mom this weekend. You won't. I probably won't. I probably won't. But uh, I only got a couple hours with my mom while she's here, so yeah, I'm not gonna true. spend most of that on social media. I will say this: we do have a lot of things in store. Mm-hmm. It looks like and sounds like things are all moving in the right direction. If we could just get our internet to be a little more reliable, we would be moving a little faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, But small business life is a life of adjusting and and adapting Mm -hmm. and learning and looking at your business partner and saying, this sucks, but we're going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, But we do have a lot of stuff in store, so hopefully you can hang out with us. And like I said, if you do anything on Monday... And this, keep in mind, I want to give you the date. So if you're listening to this, like, in three years, you know what we're talking What's about. What's the date? Today is February 11th, yeah. 2022. Which is Monday is. Monday will be the thir- 14th. And? Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Yep. So make sure you listen Valentine's Day what do you 2022. Uh, my story from the gym. <laughs> I don't have anything for you for Valentine's Day. Well, we always say that we are not a, we're a show where the hosts happen to date. We are not a show with dating hosts. But it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's the one time a year. To do what? To be in love. <laughs> no, I, I let it do it once. <laughs> For Meftool and Mozzarella. Oh, hey, hey. What's happening? There's a cat attacking my cable. For Meftool and Mozzarella. <laughs> we sound like two of the old guys from uh, Muppets. 
<laughs> we do a little bit. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us and spending the last 40 or so minutes with us. We appreciate that. You could have done anything else with your time. You chose to hang out with us for a little bit, and that really means the world to us. Um, make sure if you want to check us out on Twitch, the link is in the description of this podcast. We also have our YouTube channel there. Mm -hmm. Carla Marie, any last words? Yeah, Meftula Mozzarella. You look great. <laughs> Find us. We'll be here all week. <laughs>